Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Glad that you all are, are on. I know that our hearts are all over the place as far as this tragedy is concerned. I want to um, um, thank you all for joining us uh, on on this call um, um, yesterday and then um, a couple of weeks ago the shootings in Buffalo and the uh, shooting that took place in um, Texas yesterday has me in a strange place of lament and grief and anger and questions and wonder. Um, for all of those that are on this call, I want you to know that uh, as your pastor, uh, I love God, I trust God, I, I believe God, um, but yet I, I have some questions. I just, just don't get some things, and I would readily admit that the same questions I had when we've had mass shootings before. Um, when innocent lives, be it persons going to school or movie theaters or university or shopping, just engaging in everyday activity and all of a sudden they're not coming back home. And I don't know about you all. Uh, I know that God is more than good. But I have to admit that there are a lot of times I wish, all the times I wish God would just do like he did for the children of Israel, step in, intervene, do something. This is just family, my, my musings for this evening. Um... My relationship with God gives me the ability to ask God questions and to lament and to grieve, uh, to tell God what I don't like about what's happening in this world. Um, and yet I have to admit that there are some things that God gives us the capacity to do that we're not willing to do. So while I don't blame God for this, God is responsible for all things. He's not blamed for all things, but God is responsible because God ultimately holds the world in his hands. 
And because God holds not only the world in his hand, but also the entire universe. Uh, I'm not going to throw out the cliche, we'll understand it better by and by. What lament allows for us to do, what grief allows for us to do at this time, is to really wrestle with what do we believe about God, but also what do we believe about each other. So tonight I just want to share with you a passage of scripture that I've been pondering over. And it's from John chapter 6, verse 67 and 68. Jesus said to the twelve, do you also want to go away? But Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. You have the words of eternal life. So my beloved brothers and sisters, if I could just give you this thought for the evening. Whenever we deal with tragedy, whenever we deal with loss, whenever we deal with evil, a lot of us may question whether or not God is good. It's kind of hard to wrestle with what happened to those kids in Texas and what happened to uh, our brothers and sisters in Buffalo by that racist, heinous act. A lot of people have left the faith because they hear us talking about how a good God who takes those we love from us with no explanation. (laughs) So how do we wrestle with this craziness, these questions tonight? Well, let me say that if you get rid of God, you still have the problem. If you leave God, if you leave the faith, the issues are still going to be there. Unfortunately, because of sin, there is sickness and evil and heinous acts of criminality committed in this world. And so Jesus questioned Peter tonight, are you going to leave? And Peter says, where are we going to go? You're the one that has the words of eternal life. The point is that you haven't solved your problem by running from or even denying God. Second, have you ever noticed that we only question the goodness of God when bad things happen? (laughs) We accept God's goodness in the good times, but we deny God's goodness when things go bad. And we have to put the badness of a situation against the history of God's goodness. And finally, let me throw this out there for your thought. Why do we have all of this pain? And how can a good God allow such evil? Well, it's very simple. God has given humanity a choice. And with that choice comes the potential for both good and evil. God did not make us robots. 
And so freedom always allows evil to exist, but we make evil happen. That's why we need a sovereign God. That's why we need a sovereign God who can take something bad and bring something good. God is really in control even when life seems out of control. Even when it seems like evil men and evil people are running things to the height. Ultimately, God has the last word. So as we prepare to go to prayer tonight, I I want you to just remember that you and I are to choose God and God's ways. You and I are to acknowledge that even when life is as crazy and as, as damnable as it has been in the past few weeks and how things seem to be spinning out of control, that life is filled with both good and evil, that the God we serve and only the God we serve can work things together for a greater good. And I need you to trust trust God in that. To trust God regardless of the wickedness and the evil that we see and we face. To trust God even when there are no answers to your questions. To trust, to trust God that God has the souls of those who have been maliciously murdered and taken away and that God will judge them lovingly. And to trust God that for those that are left behind, that God will give comfort and compassion. It's so easy, and I close with this. It's easy to say God doesn't care. It's easy to say forget God and forget Christianity and forget Jesus. But I'll be honest. As for me, I don't have anyone else to turn to. And as for me, I have no other place and no other person to go to except God. So I'm going to stick with God despite the craziness of the culture and the hell in the world. Knowing that God will sustain and give strength to eventually overcome all of this. So tonight, as we prepare to go to the Lord in prayer, we definitely. I uh, want to lift up uh, the families in Texas, Uvalde, Israel, and Buffalo. Uh, I ask that uh, we will lift up the Allen Thomas family. I ask that we will lift up Karen Archibald, her family, her brother, 
Reverend Sean West was in a horrific accident a few days ago. We will lift up um, Lady Pierre as she is in the process of getting ready to recover from Achilles tendonitis. We want to lift up also Pastor Drummond and his wife, Lady Thomasina. Um, and if there are any other prayer concerns, you may share them at this time. Yes, live Mama Mary Harrison, Mr. Colia Pfeiffer, Matthew Pfeiffer, and Mary and Angela McDonald. Lewis, Rice, Brown, and Hervin family. Eloise, and Brittany Griner. Thank you. And the Manson family. Lula McCullough family. Sarah Rainey. My son, Thomas Kennedy, this is Brenda. Mm-hmm. Charlotte Mecklenburg, Sheila Royster, Yvonne Smith, Oberl family. Alice mm-hmm. Sawyer. Mm-hmm. St. Paul family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is Michael. John Brewer. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. God, in a time like this, uh, while we know that prayer is of the essence, prayer without action is vacuous, empty, and powerless. That if we pray but we don't do anything with our hands, our heads, and our hearts, it's in vain. I'm so tired, God, of politicians and some religious leaders talking about we need to pray but aren't willing to take the necessary steps to correct what we're praying about. So God, continue to empower us as your people to do the work that is necessary so we don't have to keep coming to you for the same thing over and over and over again. Like our slave forebearers, Frederick Douglass said, I can pray for God to free me, but if I'm not willing to do the work with my legs and my hands, that prayer is empty. God, tonight you've heard the various concerns we've lifted up to you. You know how to deal with each and every one of us individually and collectively. And yet, God... um, as we deal with our own individual concerns, this nation, oh God, we don't need we, we we don't need the white version of Christianity where you sit in the far reaches of the cosmos and you sit on the throne and and we just pray to you. Uh, we don't we don't need we, we're not praying to the God of white supremacy. We're praying to to the God who is 
the God of our Lord Jesus, the God who is Jesus in the flesh, the God who sends the Holy Spirit so we can do the work of redemption, reconciliation, liberation, and justice. We're praying to this God. Not 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 the God that 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 doesn't care about black and brown people. No, not that God. We we're praying to to the God of of Martin and Coretta and Rosa and Barbara Jordan and Frederick Douglass and Harriet Tubman and Sojourner Truth. The God of Moses and Zipporah, Abraham and Sarai, and Hagar, the God of uh, Jacob and Leah and Rachel, the God, the God of Joshua, the God of Rahab, the God of Ruth, the God of Boaz. That's that's the God we're praying to. The God that made us who we are. We're praying to you. Come see about your people and empower us to do what you've assigned our hands, heads, and hearts. Heal where healing needs to take place. Forgive where the work of repentance has been done. And move, O oh God, in the various situations and circumstances that have been called out tonight. And God, empower us to keep our wits in a world that has gone mad. In Jesus' name I pray. We pray. Amen. Amen.